right, we're live and we're rolling. Welcome back to The Real Venture, a fresh perspective on real estate, technology, and business trends for young entrepreneurs by young entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Peyton, joined as always by my co-host, Luke. Luke, how are we doing today? Hey, not too bad, Peyton. Good to uh, good to be talking to you again. Um, and, uh, and who else do we have here today? I think, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll let him introduce himself here in a second, but we have Bolin Lee, aka Mr. Pineapple, an entrepreneur and CEO of Zogo, a financial company with a mission to make financial education more fun and engaging for young adults, just like Luke and I. Bolin, how are we doing today? Good, good. Thanks for having me on the platform. <clears throat> yeah, not a, not a problem. We're glad you're here. Uh, you know, just uh, you know, a little, little personal uh, note here. You and Luke actually know each other outside of this, correct? Yeah, Luke and I go way back. <laughs> <laughs> way, way back. Um, yeah, no, and we, uh, so Bowen and I went to, uh, to school together. Uh, we met, I guess we would have been like 18 at the time or something like that. Um, but, uh, but we've been all over, the, all over the world in random situations together. Um, spent, <laughs> spent the weekend in New York with a friend. That was a, an interesting time. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, we've had a lot of fun over the, over the years. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, you know, today we, we want to walk through a couple different things. You know, first we want to, you know, learn a little bit more about what you're doing on a day-to-day basis. And then also just wrapping up with, you know, a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey. So why don't you give us a little bit of background on what Zogo is? Yeah. So uh, Zogo is a <clears throat> gamified financial literacy tool uh, that helps uh, people of all ages really to, to become more financially literate and understand, you know, how to manage their money um, we partner with financial institutions across the board you know from local mom and pop credit unions all the way up to national institutions like Chase and American Express um, to, to kind of distribute this product uh, to their consumers and also to their communities um, and one of the coolest thing about the app is <clears throat> it actually pays you to learn so the more you learn the more the more money you make uh, from the app so who, who is the ideal user? Who are you, who are you going after? Well, uh, right now, it seems like our ideal users are Gen Z and millennials, uh, with a majority of the users uh, in their you know, early 20s, um, between 20 to 30 years old. That's kind of the mo- majority of the users. You know, we obviously have users that are in different, different you know, younger than 18, also way older. We have 70 years old enjoying the app. Uh, so it doesn't really matter, I guess, the age range as long as they're getting useful information from the app. Sure. So if you if you have a thirst for this uh, for this knowledge, then the app's for you. So that pretty much fits every demographic. Or a thirst for gift card. <laughs> or a thirst for gift cards. Yeah, can't complain with gift cards. Awesome. Yeah. And so, um, so kind of where are you at today? Like how, I mean, how many users or whatever metrics you're uh, comfortable sharing with us? Like kind of where, where are you in the country, in the world and all that? Yeah, no, it's good. So we, you know, we've been very much focused on the U.S. for now and we have over 150,000 users, uh, over 80 financial institution customers uh, spending across, like I said, credit unions, community banks, uh, all the way up to you know the Chase, the American Express um, of the world, and there's a lot more exciting updates that we have uh, in the next few months. Um, and yeah, and it's been it's been crazy to see the growth, especially during COVID, uh, and seeing how financial institutions start to see, you know, kind of Zogo uh, really 
becoming more play a more and more bigger role in their um, digital engagement. Yeah. So, so that's in, it's like an interesting thing. And when you had first explained this to me, you know, I, I didn't really understand it. But would you mind explaining for everybody kind of the dynamic between you, the financial institution, and the user, and kind of like why the financial institution is interested in kind of playing that role of, of basically <laughs> financing gift cards for their customers? Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, there's a challenge that banks always face is engaging with their customers. Um, you know, if I don't know which bank you guys use, but oftentimes you don't really think about your bank. Like there is a very commoditized product, right? You don't really have a particular feeling towards your bank. Um, and for for banks, you know, one thing they've been trying to do is deliver financial education as part of their content marketing strategy, right? Um, they're trying to use that as a way to engage with their community and with their customers. Uh, and the way they've been doing it is through very long articles on their website or going into the school and giving presentations on, <laughs> on, on budgeting and, and stuff like that, which kids always fall asleep to. So that was kind of how they've been doing it before. Long articles, long presentations that no one pays attention to. So Zogo kind of comes in here uh, with a very innovative and very gamified solutions um, that... Uh, you know the the banks can provide to their community, and not only are um, are the bank getting the engagement from their community and from their customers, they're also getting tremendous amount of data <clears throat> on you know what the, what the, what the users are interested in. So there's also a data play kind of uh, behind the scene. So you know with these kind of engagement, which translates to retention, uh, and then data which translates to acquisition. Uh, these are the two biggest value proposition for a bank, a retention acquisition. Um, and that's how we're able to uh, secure some of these partnerships. Yeah, got it. Got it. Um, okay, yeah, no, that, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, and so was that like the plan from the start or how, how did you get to that point? I mean, were you thinking, you know, that these, these folks would want to do that or uh, yeah, how'd you get there? Yeah, it has really always been the plan from the start, believe it or not. Um, we had a very determined mindset that we're not going to start our own neobank. You know, like there are so many neobanks out there. Uh, we decide, we've decided very early on that we will not do that and we will be uh, a B2B company. Uh, and it has been by far the single most important decision we made at Zogo. And we will not have the success we have today without that, that mindset and that focus. Because the second you go B2C with a company, the banks stop working, wanting to work with you. Um, Why is that? Because they see you as a competitors when you do that, right? Uh, not not to say you can't be the credit karma with a nerd wallet, but believe it or not, these banks hate credit karma and hate nerd wallet because they they like, you know, like it's not their own thing. It's not their own thing, and um, yeah, and and for banks, you know, Zogo is kind of their own like nerd wallet that they're distributing to their customers. They get to customize some of the experiences. They get to collect the data they want to collect. Um, so, so you can almost think of Zogo as like a nerd wallet, but for each, for the each, for each institution. So it's attractive to the institutions because they they get to own it, quote unquote, and it comes from them. Right. Yeah. 
Okay, that makes so, sense. So that's, that's interesting to me that you, you, know, you guys made that uh, decision right away to say we're not going to be a, a neobank. Um, really quick, two things. One, for our listeners, uh, if you would mind just like kind of summarizing from your perspective what a neobank is so that you know, they can kind of get that. And then the second question is, do you see yourself becoming a neobank at some point? Like taking 150, 1.5 million users eventually plus and saying, hey, we can offer you a credit card. We can offer you a whatever. Yeah, I mean, we, I think, uh, to answer your first question, Neobank is, uh, you know, the one of those, like, chime, you know, uh, revolutes, uh, some of these banks that uh, use a banking charter as their backend and open up their own user experience um, in the front end. So that's that's what a Neobank is. Zola would not become a Neobank. That's not the direction we want to go. Um, I would think of Zogo more as an ad tech company than a fintech company. Um, we're very much passionate about education and we're passionate about paying people to learn. Um, so the next step for Zogo is we're going to expand this vision of paying people to learn to not only financial education, but other sectors as well. Um, but we, we are big believers that you should get paid to learn. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense, right? You're putting all this effort in and somebody eventually is going to benefit from all that stuff you've learned and when you're, uh, when you're out in the world working for them. Um, I don't know if you know this yet, but kind of where do you see that going? Like what, uh, what are some of the next steps after finance that you, can, that you can apply the same model to? Yeah, we already got so many inbound from all kinds of industries, so it's kind of hard for me to tell you right now which one we'll pick for the next one, but I can tell you pretty soon we'll be expanding into investing uh, in-depth investing and also in-depth uh, entrepreneurship. These are the two that we'll be, we'll start uh, focusing, uh, we'll be building out next. Yeah, that's interesting. So investing, um, I actually was going to ask you, um, you know, what you think about kind of like this crazy, probably over 2020 and especially now in 2021, just kind of like the uh, very much obsession with like Robinhood and uh, all these, you know, more gamified financial tools. Um, how, how has that changed? Like since Zogo started to now that, that like that, the kind of like the perception of um, finance among, especially among millennials and Gen Z. Uh, and how do you guys maybe taking advantage of that? Yeah, I think it definitely has um, br- brought finance front of mind for a lot of the Gen Zers and for a lot of the millennials. Um, previously, it's not a topic that people really talk about, and now it's more it's more front of mind, which is good for Zogo because you know obviously we're seeing increased usage on, on our platform as well. Um, but also with that, you know, it's just it's just a lot of people don't know what they're doing. And they're making mistakes and they you know they think they're making money but really like at the end of the day it's a zero zero sum game right if you don't know the rule of the game so you will lose money one day if you don't really know how how it works so there's a lot of people kind of looking for advice which is why you know a very logical next step for us is expand into investing and we already have multiple partners lined up for the content for the distributions so on and so forth so so very excited about that what are what are some ways that you can game uh, gamify the investing platform? Like, you know, I mean, what what does that look like? Well, we're not going to gamify the investing platform. We're gamifying the education of of investing, the, the content delivery, um, and we're very much focused on on the content. Um, so, if, if does that make sense? So we're not going to mm-hmm. build like a broker, like a Robinhood on Zogo. We're we're simply building out almost like teaching people how to use Robinhood. Sure. Uh, in partnership with them, and they are, they will pay for 
they will pay for it. So <laughs> yeah. So, so it's almost like it's almost like that. It's it's yeah. We're the top of the funnel of the acquisition channels for for these for these uh, institutions. Yeah, it's interesting. There's the, you know the saying. Um, in a gold rush, sell shovels or, or something like that, right? And you're kind of positioning yourself in a way that, you know, whatever the next thing is, the, the crazy thing everybody's kind of going after, they're excited about, uh, you're, you're positioning yourself to get people involved in it in some way. And right now that's just personal finance, but yeah, I guess that the same model can apply to a lot of things. Um, stepping back from Zogo, like what are some other things that you're, you know, interested in? It'd be it business or personal, I guess, but I'm, I'm mostly interested, you know, if you had, you know, clean slate to start something, where, where would it be? What would you be working on? Where, where would you want to do it? I definitely think is, um, there are two things I'm very interested in. One is blockchain and one is, uh, one is mobility. I've just been, a, starting with mobility, I've just been, a big fan of cars, and I, I'm sure Luke, you know that <laughs> uh, since since a very early age. Uh, so, being able to contribute to that industry would be really fantastic. Uh, and then for blockchain, I just don't think anyone has done anything that is intuitive right now on, on blockchain, and that's really what I'm all about. Like, I love making things intuitive for people, and and I think no one has done a great job creating a technology on blockchain that's intuitive. Um, to to like a majority of like a broader audience uh, put it this way it's too like technical and it has like all this you know white paper whatever like people don't have time to read like it's not intuitive and and I think there's there are a lot of opportunities there yeah I mean I think in even in just like what you know, Zogo is right now you could think about just some ways to get people involved uh, uh, in blockchain kind of with that same model I mean there's I don't know, there's a, a big cost to getting people into it, both monetary and kind of like activation energy. And so, um, yeah, I definitely agree that if you can, you know, both make it intuitive and lower the cost financially of getting involved, uh, there's a lot of opportunity. Um, so, yeah, like I guess with Zogo in particular, do you feel like there's any, you know, big mistakes you've made, any, any big lessons you've learned um, kind of in this like big process of just going through idea after idea and, and now building something that's, you know, very legitimate and generating a lot of money? I don't think so. I think it's, it's, uh, it's a very gradual process. You have to be patient. There were times that were very tough um, and there were times that were, that, were, that were very good, um, but you just have to be patient, I think. And understand um, that things take things takes a while to be picked up, and you can't really rush the process because, like, you just can't really rush the process. You have yeah. to patience and believe in the vision you have. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, you know, I I think that you know believing in the process and, and patience is you know everybody just wants to get rich quick, right? So somebody comes up with a with a great idea, they just expect it to take off right away. Is that a lesson that you learned, you know, through this process, or is this something that you actually, you know, started to develop in the beginning of your entrepreneurial journey? Yeah, I mean, I wanted to get rich quick when I first started Zogo as well, and you know, that was that was not the right mindset. I realized it's, it's a lot of the time values are being built over time, and um, you know, the biggest mistake I would tell you that that I did early on is I sold some of my own shares to another investors uh, at a price back in the day I thought it was really really good and I got a good amount of money out of it but now looking back like that was you know one of the biggest biggest mistake I've made um, 
but that's lessons learned, right? Like it's just, um, I would encourage everyone to understand the value of equity uh, very early on and understand that things take time and it's, it's well worth it. If you, if you, if you, you know, see, you, you see how the, the work world is going to play out. Yeah, no, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, no. So um, if you were, you know, if saying to somebody who's maybe you freshman year or somebody who's coming out of college and they want to, you know, work on something that they think they, uh, they have a good shot at making into a real business, uh, what, would, what would you say to them? What are one or two things that they should make sure to watch out for, make sure to do, uh, you know, all that stuff um, in order to actually, you know, be successful? I would say be focused. Um, it's really easy to get distracted by a lot of opportunities. And at the end of the day, um, <clears throat> you know, at the end of the day, you only have so much time and you only have so much mental energy. Really, at the end of the day, it's, it's not really even about time. It's about, it's about the focus of like what you can focus on and, and uh, be the best at. So I, I, my biggest advice is just stay focused. Yeah, so that, you know, I guess drilling into that a little bit more, are there anything, like any big things you can think of that, that were kind of tempting for you and either you maybe went for and you shouldn't have or you didn't go for and you're happy you didn't um, that, uh, you know, is a good example of that? Yeah, I mean, freshman year when I was at Duke, like I, I was part of like a thousand different things um, and I was helping, you know, startups, I was doing investment banking, I was doing a, like a thousand different things. And um, and I think initially, actually, it probably wasn't bad because I got to under like I got to know myself a lot better and understand like what I like. I like, you know, I, I learned that I don't like uh, to be told what to do. Uh, I learned that I like like to create things, and I learned that I like to tell stories. Um, and I, I love marketing. And I think like. With a lot of these learnings, you know, it just um, it comes together at the end, and it becomes very clear what I want to do. So it was it was good and bad. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I can't imagine you've uh, you've been all over the place. I remember we were sitting out uh, outside West Union one of these days. You were telling me, Luke, you just gotta focus up. You don't understand. Like it's all about focus. And now, you know, it took me a little while longer, but I think I'm understanding. Uh, I'm understanding what you meant. Um, so yeah, I guess just kind of like wrapping up this part of the discussion. What uh, what's next for Zogo? What are the if you have you know six months, twelve months roadmap? What's uh, what's up? Yeah, obviously we still have a couple of pretty big partnerships we're going to be announcing in the next few months, and um, <clears throat> and obviously after that, like we have some, uh, uh, like I said, just exciting updates uh, to the app that we're making, and you know it's just gonna be it's gonna be an exciting year, and I'm, I can't wait to see where Zogo will be by the end of this year, like. Every year, something just changed dramatically, especially towards the end of the year, because uh, that's the, the budgeting season for the yeah. <laughs> budgeting <laughs> for the banks. Uh, so I just can't wait for us to get get to like September, October. Um, big things will happen. Yeah. yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, and you know, you you kind of answered this a, a little bit earlier, but you know, one question that we always like to ask our guests is, why are you an entrepreneur? Yeah, um, I think I think I like 
to control my well i like to know what my destiny is like, and i'd like to know uh that i'm you know part of something bigger uh and i'm contributing to something bigger uh and actually that's one thing i learned running zogo as well that zogo is much 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 bigger than than myself um you know whether it is the headcount whether it is the impact that is making or whether it is the bank account you know and it, it's it's okay like that's that's that makes me feel very happy to know that i'm i'm part of something that is way bigger uh than myself um yeah and it, it helps me understand like um like where i want to spend my time i guess yeah no and i definitely think that that thought process right there is something a lot of our listeners can sympathize with because you know, all through high school and college, you were part of sports teams, clubs, all of these different things, right? You were part of something that was bigger than yourself. And then now you're out, you know, starting your professional career. And, you know, sometimes that feeling gets lost. And yeah. I think that that's why a lot of people turn to entrepreneurship because they seek, you know, many of the things that you just talked about right there. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And yeah, it feels great. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> you know, at, at the end of the day, if, you know, you're happy and you're doing what you love, then you know you're you're in the right spot. So uh, you know before we wrap up, why don't you go ahead and tell all of our listeners uh, where they can find you, plug your social medias, website, apps, stuff like that. Yeah, just zogofinance.com. That's our website, uh, and then the app is called Zogo. Search it up on Google or App Store. Yeah, you'll get paid to learn. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that That's that why right I love there. Zogo. It's so intuitive. Like it's there's no explanation needed for why banks would use it and why consumers would want to use it. Just get paid to learn. Yeah. Okay. Everybody, go hop on, download, it, and get paid. I mean, that's that's the American <laughs> dream right there. <laughs> So with that being said, also, uh, you know, all of our listeners, we appreciate all of your support, you know, continue to, uh, to like, and subscribe to the podcast, rate and review all of those things do a lot of, uh, you know, give us a lot of great opportunities to continue to have uh, great people come on, uh, like Bolin today. And, um, you know, we, we look forward to continuing to put out, you know, great advice, uh, content like we, uh, like we had today. Yep. Keep it real, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>